0: Alright, oh, everybody, so now i did, downloaded Lisa Haven. I'm waiting for more frugal news. Um, in the light of things with Lisa Haven, her friend is doing tonight's audio. Um, I want you to listen and then go back and read Babylon that has fallen and the creation of Babylon. We are now seeing the rise of the false prophet and the end of the age. We've seen two times within less than the three year period we've seen in 2017 we've seen the how do i put it virgin in the sky giving birth um excuse me here i gotta get my sugar done i'm packing sugar um this away And we've also seen the rise of the caliphate with Glenn Beck, which I haven't posted Glenn Beck yet. Um, But Lisa Hayden's talking about currently what's going on. We're seeing one world religion revealing itself and the economic form. The beginnings of one world government. And they're dealing away with the military complex. The fourth Reich is rising. Which is dangerous. Also, I check and monitor population density. I find it interesting two and a half years ago, three at the most. In 2020, we had 7.5 billion people in the world. We are now topping at 8 billion, but yet they said there's 3 billion been killed. We've had 6.4 million this year from COVID, Omicron. Since this whole pandemic started, I call it Jacob's troubles. We have seen roughly 3 billion people supposedly killed, but how could you have 3 billion people killed when you got 8 million out of the blue? 8 billion now, we're at eight million, we're talking at 8 billion people since the pandemic started showing up. It doesn't make sense. Of course, it makes sense when you put things into light with the rapture and the return of the saints. Or should I say the returning of heavenly bodies to earth and the judgment of those being raised that are good and bad and the bad going to hell. And then us that are remaining are caught up in the twinkling of an eye or a change. I'd love to get a recording of my experience here with that. have watched many things happen. Uh, I'm not crazy. I've watched trucks on 52 stop in midair. I've heard portals open. I've heard squalling of Satan or Shaitan in the environment. I've seen the father flying in the air. I've seen him riding a horse in the air. I've seen angels. In the skies and on Earth. I've heard voices of past relatives and actually seen those past relatives walking the streets. And even people I didn't even know. Here now nowhere. Angels come up behind me in front of me speak to me. Asking for a cigarette or drink or leave something on a table or I would have something in my bag that I have and it would disappear. I entertain the mind, I, you know, whatever, you know, I don't worry about it. I case study the sounds in the environment. Things that happen over Israel, things that happened here, things that happen around the world that people call it crazy. I don't think it's crazy. I mean, it's pretty dark on all this, but i got a train in the background. A woman or a man's voice squalling. I've seen Lucifer appear before me in human form. I've seen Jezreel appear before me in human form. I've seen other entities appear in human form and go bark. I'm dead. This has been my life, my existence. What I do is what I do, that's how I live. Something I don't wish on anybody, (laughs) but it is what it is. Look at the electric. I live in a time where you got Jacob's troubles killing people, and it's intensifying. Now we got monkeypox. You've got Omicron 5 and 6, and now you've got what they call the black horse. I'm hearing immense things dealing with plagues of locusts and frogs. I'm describing my world to you as I see. It's not a pleasant thing. I'm holding a roundtable discussion with you guys on these things. I live as I do, and I do as I live. plain and simple. It is now eight forty five and I've had a full day staying at home. But it is what it is. Tomorrow's Sunday I go to church, so that's my giving. as it should be right now it's been can't go anywhere do anything without having haters up your butt but I live with it and it is what it is Just going into Israel, talking about Biden's blah blah blah. Serving right. Going on to a foreign country and waddling around without a mask. Yet yeah, he tells us they got to have mask mandates everywhere. Yeah. Give me a bike. Well, I'm not going to touch more on that. Um, I'm going to say pray for Israel, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and pray for everyone in the world. They're believers. We must stick together. Welcome to the Underground Network. And we are going to listen to Lisa Haven. I love you guys. This is Mithi Karastar, your local rabbi, high priest, and minister on the Razor. I love you guys. And I want you to hear what he's got to say.
1: Many people have misattributed this quote to the wrong Robert Mueller, but it's what's within the quote that's important. Here's the right one. We must move as quickly as possible to a one-world government, a one-world religion under a one-world leader. Many knowing exactly what this means, and it's why we titled the video What We Did, that now a revelation council has been formed, that the agenda biblical involved the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, And the Pope, but that's just the tip of the iceberg as to who's involved. The Council for Inclusive Capitalism, with the Vatican, launches. Have you heard about it? Do you know what its goals are? Do you know who's involved? Because if you look just to the right of the Pope, do you know who you're looking at? Well, we're going to cover that, the membership, what this is all about, what it means, and why this is the strongest iteration of what so many have watched for so many years, And we're gonna get there rather quickly. My name is Justice Knight. Today, filling in for Lisa Haven, this video was so important to her. I had done it on my channel. If you haven't subscribed yet, she'll put a link just above. I truly appreciate it. If you could take a few seconds to do that, subscribe over there. But the material's so relevant, so documented, so in your face that we had to get it out to you. If you haven't subscribed to Lisa, by the way, please take a few seconds to do that. Also, help us share the video. Your comments are always appreciated. We can't wait. Can't wait to see him on this one. Lisa wanted me to give a shout out to her sponsor. And again, I need you to go to BackupSolarBank.com. Right now, use discount code JULY. Again, discount code JULY. Get up to 15% off. Amazing product. I know I've needed it many times. Never leave without it. And if you have large families like we do, then you know this graphic is especially important. Charge three devices at the same time because I know our daughters always want to take any additional charger we have. But amazing product. Again, go to backup. Solarbank.com. The beast out of the sea, and the dragon stood on the shore of the sea, and I saw a beast coming out of the sea. He had ten horns and seven heads, with ten crowns on his horns, and on each one, each head, a blasphemous name. The beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had feet like that of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority, but it's what he represents that is relevant to what we're now going to discuss.
0: And now is a time when things are shifting. We're gonna, there's gonna be a new world order out there.
1: How many leaders using the same verbiage and falling on so many deaf ears, but this video will be different. This will make the unbelievers a believer. Klaus Schwab saying much the same. Klaus Schwab calls to form one world government. Daniel's fourth kingdom doing it in a recent presentation at the World Government Summit, calling for the fourth industrial revolution, a banding together of nations, always focused on the same initiative. And I'm going to show you many examples of that through people you wouldn't expect. Now again, members on this Council for Inclusive Capitalism, but it permeates as deep as Klaus Schwab has even admitted his own influence permeates into cabinets around Western governments, as they call it. Nothing compared to what you're about to see. The impact of the fourth industrial revolution accelerates a global change in a much more comprehensive and faster way than previous industrial revolutions. Despite all the challenges, we have to uphold the responsibilities we have towards the next generation through collaborations on a national and global level. That was Klaus Schwab again talking about something that has permeated our minds for so long. So many focused on the birth of the global nation, this article from 1992, but it's words more relevant today than ever. Here's one optimism's reason for believing unity will prevail over disunity, integration over disintegration. In fact, that within the next hundred years, I'm giving the world time for setbacks and myself time to get out of the betting game just in case I lose this one, nationhood, read his Bible, he would No, he's not going to lose this one. Nation as we know it will be obsolete. All states will recognize a single global authority. Fashioned out of the word citizen of the world, told you many names, many renditions, globalization has also contributed to the spread of terrorism, drug trafficking, AIDS, and environmental degradation. But because those threats are more than one nation can cope with on its own, they constitute an incentive for international cooperation. So through disaster and horrific events and tragedy. That's why you need, well, international cooperation as they word it. Federalism has already proven. Now they go on to say, you know, that the U.S. way, U.S. politics is, it's a good system. It's going to fail, but if it didn't fail, at least all the world should follow the same system. But it's this paragraph on page two that becomes so relevant. Meantime, meanwhile, the free world multilateral financial institutions depend on member states' willingness to give up a degree of sovereignty. The free world formed multilateral financial institutions that depend on member states to give up a degree of sovereignty. And that is exactly what this Council for Inclusive Capitalism is doing by its members alone and their quotes that I'm going to read to you. The International Monetary Fund can virtually dictate fiscal policies, even including how much tax a government should levy on its citizens, or in their case, how much carbon tax they're going to levy. Orchestrated by none other than Bank of America, something is now growing. It's now formed. It's so new, most don't know about it yet. Council for Inclusive Capitalism, making the world more inclusive and sustainable. And it's in the about that you see the graphic I showed you earlier. And a two is to the right of the Pope that puts everything in focus. Lynn Forrester de Rothschild, Inclusive Capital Partners, founding and managing partner, springing up this, again, I'll move her up just so you can tie the face. And you see here, how did you come up with the concept of the Council for Inclusive Capitalism. And who does she attribute this to? That is why I reached out to the Holy Father, because I think that a lot of what is, and what will take to change behavior is a moral and ethical reawakening. It's not just policy, it's not just taxes, it's not just reforming labor laws, all of which are important, but at the core, it has to come from common decency. She goes on, listen to the cry of the earth and the cry of the poor. Five years on from Pope Francis's call for mankind to take heed on the climate crisis always comes up, doesn't it? And care for our common home, his message has landed in the highest echelons of global capitalism and hence the unification begins. She's not alone. Rockefeller Foundation, Ford Foundation, I'll continue to move forward. This is a heavy money influence campaign, but this time there's no hiding it. By the way, what you see here, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism with the Vatican, a new alliance of global business leaders launches. Where does this appear? Oh, that's on Bank of America's website. That's how in your face it is now. They go on about the Guardian, speaking of things that we've talked about before, but we got to follow this a little bit further. Let me mute this real fast so we can watch it in the background. The Council for Inclusive Capitalism in the Vatican. Pope Francis has challenged global business leaders to build a more inclusive economic system, a single system, an economic system that's fair and trustworthy. Of course, the same talking points over and over and capable of addressing the most profound challenges. And who has answered that call? All you'll see her here in a second because she has some more questions for him. Lynn Forrester de Rothschild, there is nothing hidden here. It's in your face. It's powerful. It's powerful by its membership, not powerful in our world. We understand the lack of power it has, and we know what, how this will end. But for now and for the moment, follow me through what they're going to do and who's involved. MasterCard, Alliance, Salesforce, DuPont, Trade Union, uh, United Nations, of course. We expect nothing else. We have Merck. We have Estee Lauder. You have Johnson & Johnson, Visa. Continue to go through the list. BP. Bank of America, Guardian Life Insurance, Ford Foundation, Rockefeller, as we mentioned before, their membership is beyond imagination. This is just page one of the members. You can see a few of the names and you'll find everything from industry leaders to banking all the way to, yeah, you guessed it, the media. That's just page one of seven, by the way. Speaking of the media, you'll see one of them coming up here shortly. There's Reuters. Everyone's engaged. One of the largest groups, most coordinated efforts I've seen so far, and their membership is growing. Oil majors, including BP, partner with Council for Inclusive Capitalism for Energy Transition Framework, H&R Block, joins Council for Inclusive Capitalism. It continues to grow. So what are the commitments? What are they going to do? How are they going to govern? And you see, they have 606 commitments to date and 296 organizations. So I went through these commitments and these organizations, each one a different effort, but it's that little photo on the right, just above my head. And many of you will recognize those photos. And what is it that we're talking about? Agenda 2030, sustainable development goals. That's what they're highlighting specifically all the agendas we've talked about for all these years on one website now, all merging together into just energy transition, a framework for company actions, moving to clean energy in ways to decrease inequality. Boy, that sounds like a lot of talking points coming out of our government right now, doesn't it? We recognize that we are at the beginning of a journey in transitioning from fossil fuel economy to a system of net zero emissions, which if we get to that, just put your handcuffs on now. I I want everyone to understand net zero emissions and the impact moving away from fossil fuels that made this great country uh, what it is. They want those gone. They want it renewable. And who controls most of the materials for renewable energies? Well, that's a broadcast for another day, but you'll quickly understand it's not the United States. There's a lot to learn from first movers. That's why the council, along with BP and BCG, have brought together seven international energy intensive companies, investors for with academic, civil and social representative to develop a hub of resources, best practices, case studies and research. Of course, they have. It appears everyone's moving lockstep with them now, aren't they? Manchu reaches deal with Schumer on 670 billion inflation reduction act, including, yes, green initiatives, of course. All a portion of something so many have covered for so long. Now is the time for a great reset, but let's go a little further because when you own nothing and you'll be happy about it, Agenda 2030, and the goals of this man along many others, I don't want to say his name twice, once was more than enough, but let's go into the even deep, deeper seated part of this. Many would say they'll need government support. They don't want government support. They don't need government support. Brian Moynihan says it himself. He's CEO of Bank of America. And as you see here on the page, a proud card-carrying member, CEO of Bank of America of the Council for Inclusive Capitalism. Just want to make sure we reference and show you everything verbatim. In this political article, the bank CEO preaches sustainability. Of course he does. We need to have a standardized cost of carbon. Standardized cost of carbon. When we say we're net zero, that effectively is an internal tax on our carbon usage. Every company has said that. Oh, that's how they're going to control everything. As we've warned, they're tying a tax to carbon emissions. Don't follow this order. We're going to tax you. And if they control all the banks and all the loans and all the monetary system, then it would be pretty easy for them to go ahead and impose that tax, which could lead to a Unified currency, which could lead eventually to a mark. So I want to be very clear here. I'm not saying this is the final rendition, but this is the biggest leap forward I've seen so far. Bank and investors take heat for not simply cutting polluters loose. The binary decision of invest, not invest, lend, not lend, do business with or not do business with. That doesn't change the behavior of those companies. You want those companies to declare net zero. So in other words, if you don't cooperate with this organization, we're gonna decide to lend or not lend, do business with or not do business with, effectively cutting off any chance you have of ever growing or ever supporting your company. Boy, magnificent. They don't need any government. So bad is it. Some politicians, the government, just don't buy into stakeholder capitalism. We don't need money from governments, frankly. What we need is help, cooperation, or else we're going to tax you into oblivion, my friends. That is the council for inclusive capitalism, making the world more inclusive and sustainable. Now, I hope you understand why the word inclusive makes my skin crawl. Because what they're trying to say is compliant. And if you argue against it, any part of it, by saying inclusive, well then suddenly, boy, they call you all kinds of bad names, don't they? They've created a framework by which you can't argue. They've created a framework by which you can't get money. They've created a framework of which, if you're non-compliant, they'll simply tax you into oblivion. And I just showed you how many people have joined forces with this group, including the Pope, Rothschild, Rockefellers, to form this revelation council that I am dumbfounded by how many don't know exist yet. But isn't that always the case? And so few people talking about I'll give my hats off to one group that did altmarket.us. What is the Council for Inclusive Capitalism? They did an amazing article, and rightfully so, because that is what we need to keep our focus and attention on, not the distractions of the mainstream media. I hope if you haven't joined us yet, a restricted republic, you'll get there today. Right now, again, use discount code YouTube members, only $4 a month for two years to see you through this recession we're all facing. I love you all. Until next time, Godspeed and God bless Justice Knight, signing out.